You're listening to Connect Communities Podcast, recorded live in Stamford, Connecticut. If you'd like to know more about our community, stop by our website at www.connectcommunity.tv. Enjoy the message. I have a message for you today, and I've titled it, Stay With It. Stay With It. Because it's our goal and desire for every single one of you here to know and have no doubt as far as what your purpose is. Our heart is that you may live 2018 being completely sure as to what your purpose is. You should have no question as a believer uh, on what make life's life meaningful. If you've been looking for meaning, you know, I'm going to make it clear here today. There's no question as to what really make, makes life meaningful. You know, and if we are to advance this year, we need to embrace this because uh, we need to believe this truth because advancing doesn't always mean a bigger number on the bottom line, right? And we should all know that, that advancing doesn't always mean more. Sometimes, you know, advancing means something else. You might end the year uh, in a different career path, and that for you might be advancing. You might end the year with less material things, and that for you might be advancing. You know, most of us might end the year, probably will end the year in the same job, with drawing the same paycheck, living in the same house, driving the same car, commuting the same way. But you might look back in 2018 and say, my gosh, this was the year that I advanced the most. Because advancing is not dependent on outer things. And I truly believe this. I believe that the chief reason for us to advance It's not on your resources, your material resources. It's not necessarily on uh, your occupation. It's not in your possessions. Now, though those things are worthy, they're necessary, those are things that might be part of the framework of your life. But the chief reason that will cause you to advance is shared by Jesus' words in the book of John. And we're going to go to it. This is the only scripture we're going to read today. So uh, if you're taking notes, it's John 15, chapters 1 through 5. Very well-known scripture. Uh, We've shared here a few times already since our beginning. And uh, it says, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that he may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing. Now, the core of this message, the core of this passage here brings out to the open a key life lesson. It brings out to the open something uh, uh, really, really important. It's really a revelation to all of us. Not only uh, is it a revelation because it answers questions of meaning, it answers questions of purpose, but it is a revelation because it gives you a way to measure whether you are living in your purpose or not. 
This is a powerful, powerful passage. And with this simple passage, Jesus answered questions that most likely all of his followers and his listeners were wrestling with their whole lives. And probably questions that you might have been asking yourself as well. You know, when Jesus was too wise to make any any separation between creation and creator, and Jesus employs really here science, because science studies the behavior and structure of things, of natural and physical things. And so Jesus observes something natural, something physical. Through his observation, he draws a principle from plants. He draws a principle and he layers it with a gardening uh, principle as well. And paints a beautiful picture that can give us a, a clear, clear uh, uh, description of what our life is meant to be about. See, it's so clear that even my six-year-old can understand. And he starts by saying this. He says, you are branches. That's who we are. That's where we fit in the grand scheme of things. If you ever wonder, where do I fit your branches. That's what he says. You and I are branches. Now you might be here today. And you might be a strong branch. You might be a tall branch. You might be a shorter branch. You might be a male branch. and female branch. You might be a white branch. A black branch. A, a, a car caramel branch. <laughs> you might be a leafy branch. You might be a freckled branch. But all of those things are adjectives. Those are descriptions of no consequence. The main relevant fact is that we are all branches. That's what Jesus is saying. We are branches. And with a simple analogy, Jesus clears, he clarifies questions of deep existential uh, uh, meaning. Questions that you might have, existential questions that you might have. Deep questions that those who have not heard these words before probably grapple with. You know, Jesus clarifies. He makes it clear. And if you've ever asked yourself questions like, what am I here for? Why do I exist? What is my part? Not only what is the meaning of life, but what is the meaning of my life? What is the meaning of my life? Why am I here for? Jesus makes it clear with one word. With one word, he clears all the doubt. Because truly, if you're a Jesus follower, there's no doubt as to what your purpose is. There's no doubt as to why you're here. There's no doubt as to what the value of your life is and what you're here for. With one word, Jesus clarifies it all. And he says, fruit. The ultimate purpose of a branch is to bear fruit. That's your purpose. If you ever ask yourself, what is my purpose? What am I here for? Your purpose is to bear fruit. And this is a beautiful and simple analogy. This is a beautiful and simple imagery, Im imagery that will cause you and I, if we grasp this, if we understand this, if we, if we embrace this truth, it will cause you to advance in every single area of your life. You will see advancement in your life. You will see breakthrough in your life. If we understand this simple truth that he is divine. And we are the branches. Now, the purpose of the branch is not to be high or low on the tree. The purpose of the branch is not to be long or to be short. The purpose of the branch is not to be leafy. The single most important purpose of the branch is to produce 
good fruit. And with that, Jesus makes it clear that your position is irrelevant. Your success is irrelevant. Your appearance is irrelevant. Your wealth is irrelevant if it is not serving the purpose of bearing good fruit. Unless it is serving the purpose of bearing good fruit, it's all irrelevant. Because the point of your life, the point of my life, is to produce good fruit. Now, this sounds a bit cutthroat, right? Is God only caring about the bottom line? Am I just a fruit producer for him? Is that, is that what it is? Does God not care about me? Does God not love me? No, 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 no. This is not a message about your worth and your value. You are loved. You are worthy. He died for you. He gave his life for you. This is a matter of life purpose. This is a matter of what are you here for? What is your life meant to produce? And our lives are meant to produce fruit. Now, you know this. Whether you're a Jesus follower or not, you know this. Whether somebody dragged you in here and, and you don't even believe in God or you're here, you know, you're not really sure if Jesus is the Son of God, you know this. This is something that I will dare to say even that every single one of us here, we agree with because we've experienced it. You've experienced this in your own life. See? A new car, a new position. A new title, a new membership, a new iPhone, a new house, a new gizmo, a new gadget. Those things have a short span of excitement, don't they? They bring a short amount of excitement, but they don't really add any purpose to your life. They don't really add any meaning to your life, do they? Not unless they are serving a greater purpose. Not unless... They're helping you produce good fruit. They don't cause you to advance in any way. Unless they're helping you produce good fruit. Because when you do produce good fruit, when your life produces good fruit, in other words, when your life blesses another life, when your life causes somebody else to rise above defeat, when you are used with your life, when your counsel is used to get someone through a very difficult time, when you are able to rescue someone from peril, when, some, when your life, uh, when you bring life to somebody else's dead situation, that fires you up. That's something we all have in common. Those are the things that really give you purpose and meaning. And you can probably go back in your life to a moment where you were crucial in somebody else's life, where you were there for them, and you just had that sense of purpose. You're like, this, this is it right here. This is... Uh, uh, what gives life meaning. This is what brings us all together. And this is true for all of us, whether you follow Jesus or not, whether you believe in God or not, whether you know, a young, old, uh, or, or a woman, or a man, or a single, or married. This is true for all of us here. We know this. We know this. You know why? Because we are branches. And the purpose of a branch is to bear fruit, is to produce good fruit. Everybody wants to be a millionaire. And financial blessing is not a bad thing. But if you're a millionaire without fruit, you're an empty millionaire. Right? Unless what you're producing, what you're working for is producing fruit, your life will be empty and meaningless. Now, but Jesus doesn't stop there. Jesus goes forward and he explains to you and I what is needed to produce good fruit. And now if you get this, if you get this simple principle, it can really change your life. 
If you and I can get this and practice this and believe in this, it can truly, truly change your life. Jesus says not only that he is the vine and we are the branches, he not only defines your place in the world, but he says this, for you to produce good fruit, you must abide. You must abide. In other words, you got to stay with it. You got to stay with it. The word abide means to remain. And he says it four times in that passage we read. Four times it says you must remain. You got to stay. You got to commit. You must remain. You have to abide. Now you can ask anybody, anybody who has walked on a path that you are looking to walk, anybody who has walked on a path that you were interested in walking, anybody who has been where you want to go and it's been successful, you can ask them, what is your secret? How did you get there? And they will tell you in their own way, I stayed with it. I stuck with it. You got to stay with it. You got to be able to stay with it. You know, we live in a world that is increasingly lacking in consistency. A world that is increasingly lacking in commitment. And I believe you and I are meant to lead the charge on this. Because every single day there's a new gizmo telling you that you don't have to do the same thing over and over again. Every single day there's a new thing telling you that you don't really have to do that over and over again. It took you five years to get in debt. But with one phone call it can be gone in 30 days. It took you three years to put on the weight. But if you buy this equipment, it'll be gone in two weeks. We got to stay with it. And if we are to bear good fruit in 2018, if you are to bear good fruit this year, you got to understand that good fruit is not produced from a flaky, brittle, and impatient attitude. Good fruit is produced from perseverance, from endurance. It's produced when you remain. Now, many of you know that I didn't grow up in an English-speaking country. I uh, moved to Houston right when I turned 21. So I moved to Houston, and uh, we were there. My, my in-laws came with us, and so it was the five of us. And uh, everybody who asks me, man, uh, how did you learn English so well? Like, I know people who've been here for 30 years, and they don't speak as well as you do. I was like, my answer is always the same. My answer is always the same, is I'm still learning. I'm still learning. I'm still trying. I'm still reading. And I remember getting into Houston, moving to Houston, right when I turned 21. And uh, it was our first night there, and I was excited to eat some pizza from Pizza Hut. I didn't know any better, guys. Don't judge me, okay? <laughs> so my father-in-law and I are in line, and we're talking, and we're dreaming, and we're, you know, think, thinking about the future. And for a moment, I forgot where I was. For a moment, I forgot that I was in this place and there was a menu and I needed a order. And then our time came. Like I, I've always had this take charge personality, think to my parents. And uh, so I'm in line with my father-in-law and I step up to order. And then I face this lady and, I, and, and it just dawned on me. She's not going to understand the word I'm going to say. Because she doesn't speak my language. <laughs> I couldn't even read the ingredients on the menu. I couldn't order pizza, guys, all right? And I'm there standing inside that pizza hut and I'm re it just dawned on me, this is not going to work. This is not going to work if I don't speak the language. I can't function. I can't haul my father-in-law and my wife everywhere. Maybe my wife, but not my father-in-law everywhere. I can't do this. It's not going to work. So English became my mission. I stayed with it. I stayed with it. I remember sitting in our living room 
after a long day of work, I was working helping somebody in carpentry, and I'm sitting in the living room uh, uh, on my couch, and I had this book by Max Locato called In the Grip of Grace. And I had a book in one hand, I had the dictionary in the other hand, and I had a notepad with a pen right here. And I said, I'm going to read this book, and I'm going to understand it. And I would read it out loud, one sentence. It would take me a whole night to get through a page. And I would look through the, the words in the dictionary and write it down on the pad. This was before apps, okay? This was before Rosetta Stone became popular. All you, easy, you know, just put in, yeah, whatever. This was before the Hello Motto came out, all right? This was like StarTech age. Most of you don't even remember that. What is a StarTech? It's a phone. It's really popular. Sometimes I miss it. I would read it out loud, and I, you know, and I, I, sometimes I couldn't understand it, but I would do it again and again and again. Guess what? By the end of the year, this was 2003, by the end of the year, I could order pizza. I could order pizza. But still, pin, pin, and pan all sounded the same to me. It was all the same thing. So I kept learning. I kept reading TV. I kept pushing. You know, I, I, and I began to understand this, that communica communication is not only knowing the words. Communication is culture. It's history. So I wanted to know why people said we need to touch base, right? Hey, let's get together because i got to touch base with you on something. I'm like, what's touching base? I didn't know any baseball terms. <laughs> what, what, what do you want to touch base with? What, what base? And what are you touching? Right? The other thing like that I'm still, this is one that I still need your help with is below par. Why is, why is bad when something's below par? Because in golf, it's a good thing. If you come below par in golf, that's a good thing. But we say, no, that's below par. It's got to come up a little bit. I couldn't understand those things. So, you know, I wanted to know why Seinfeld is funny. I knew he was funny. I knew the show was funny, but I couldn't get it. I didn't understand it. And the chief question was, why did Peter Piper pick the peck of pickled peppers? And if Peter Piper did impact, if, okay, I can't do it. I can't do it. If Peter Piper picked the peck of pickled peppers, where's the pickled peppers? <laughs> All right. I'll skip that. I'll skip that. I wanted to know why people spoke the way they did. I wanted to know, I wanted to understand. And so I went to college. I elected some uh, American history classes. I elected some government classes, English classes. And I fell in love, not only with the language, but with the nation, with America. I fell in love. Now, Alini and I always had a, a, a conviction in our hearts that, that our journey here was divine, was by divine appointment. We always knew that there was something godly about it. That's why we moved. But I never thought, and this is honest to God, I never thought that I would be here today. And the chief way that God would, you know, use us is through communication. When I started learning English, I didn't know that this would be the chief avenue for a ministry. I didn't know we were going to be here. I never thought we were going to start a church in Stanford, Connecticut, of all places. But we're loving it, and we're here. And it's happened because I had to stay with it, right? Now, I'm not the only one. Who has gone through it. A lot of you has gone, have gone through situations like that where you had to stay with it. I can look right here and I can tell stories that you have told me. We have said and we, you have told me uh, stories that, you know, you got there because you stayed with it. Jessica is one a great example. You know, she still holds record numbers worldwide and in America uh, within the 10 strongest women in the world, right? Your numbers. And uh, it, she's still one of the top five strongest uh, uh, woman in, in the United States of America. She's in the Hall of Fame, and you can clap for that. Yeah. 
First woman in the Hall of Fame. That's amazing. And you can ask her, how did you get there? She stayed with it. She had to stay with it. You come here in the morning and you see our chief keyboard officer right there tickling the ivory. Mr. Danny O'Malley. And he's so good. And he can make like he just flow through those keys. Listen, I play a little bit of keyboard. I can tell you that's not easy. It's hard. What you hear every Sunday here, it's a result of hundreds of hours of practice and perfection. Hundreds of hours of staying with it, of practicing scales, of going up and down and, and, and practicing. Hundreds of hours. You can ask him, how did you get so good? How do you make it look so easy? He stayed with it. If you're going to bear fruit, you got to stay with it. When God gives you a dream, when God gives you a vision, if you're going to see it come to pass, you got to stay with it. But you know what? Jesus didn't stop there because Jesus wasn't simply talking about talents and gifts and a task. Jesus was talking about something deeper. He was talking about life itself. He wasn't just talking about what you are here for. He was talking about why you are here for. And what Jesus is sharing with us here is that we just don't happen to be branches and he doesn't doesn't just happen to be a vine we are branches because he is the vine we are branches because he is the vine we are made in the way that we are because we are meant to live connected to him we are made the way that we are because we are made to be inseparable from him we are made the way that we are because his life is supposed to flow through our lives his uh, peace is supposed to flow through us his love is supposed to flow through us so that in everything that we do every single output of our lives his life can go and bear much fruit and bless the world so that when you hear someone like Daniel play you not only hear great music you not only hear awesome notes and great cadences right you hear the music but you feel the power you feel the presence. You feel the life. Why? Because he is a branch who is connected to the vine. And his vine is God. His vine is Jesus. So whatever goes through him, whatever flows through him in everything that he does carries the life of God. It carries the life of Jesus. It carries the love of Jesus. The same thing goes for Jessica. You know, she is not just a fitness guru, but when she is teaching, when she is uh, uh, blessing people, it's not only the principles of fitness that will get into them. They might be in that class and they might feel, oh, there's something different about this. There's a little extra here. And that is the life of God. That's the blessing of God. There is the that there's the peace and joy of God flowing through her and blessing people in the same way every time I get on this platform I pray God just let it not be just my words but let your power flow through it let your love flow through it let your life flow through it because it's the only way that this is any worth worth anything and with you for you here today this year I want to encourage you to stay with it not only stay with it as, as a matter of practice, as a matter of talent with the principle that we know, but stay with it, meaning stay with Jesus. Stay with Jesus with every, in every area of your life. Let his life fill you. Let his life move you. Let his life encourage you. Stay with Jesus in your marriage. Plug into Jesus and let his love bless your marriage. Don't live a life of insecurity, putting, putting people down in your home, but let his life give you confidence to be a blessing in your house. 
Stay with Jesus in your finances because he can show you why there is some compulsive spending there, if, there's, if there is any. He can show you why there is a tendency, you know, for you to hold on to things if there is any. And he can teach you how to live a, a generous life so that your finances are not a hindrance to you. They're not holding you down, but they can liberate you to bless people and be a blessing in other people's lives. You stay with Jesus in your health so that he can use you. And that he can use you as a blessing to live a long life and bless those around you. You stay with Jesus this year. I want to encourage you to put your vine where it's worth it because he makes it clear. He makes it clear we are branches. Now you can, you can choose to put your vine elsewhere and you will have opportunities this year to put your branch, sorry, in some other vines. You will have opportunity this year to put your branches in some other kinds of comfort. You know, you can put your branch in, com in money. You can put your, your branch in alcohol or other types of addiction. You can put your branch in failing relationships just to get, you know, that, that kind of emotion. But those sources can't really sustain you. Those sources will cause you to wither. And before long, you will see that your life is not bearing the kind of fruit that you were meant to bear. So let me encourage you this morning to make a decision, to make a decision to receive this life. Because what Jesus is saying to you and I, he is inviting you into a relationship and he's saying, let me be your vine. Let me be your source of strength. Let me be your source of peace. Let me be your source of power. Let me be your inspiration. Let me be your motivation. Let me paint a brighter day in your life. Let me help you to move forward. Let me help you advance in those areas that you might have not seen a way out. Let me help you. And this year, I want to invite you to stay with it and to connect to Jesus in a way that you haven't done before so that you can see his life flow through you. Do you receive it this morning? Can you stand? Amen.